Hello, my name is Rose Cortine, and you're listening to the Talking Teenage Life podcast. Do you often feel unsure what direction your life is going in? Does the career advice at school lack the guidance you need? Are you feeling apprehensive about making choices that could impact your future? This fourth series of Talking Teenage Life will lead you to answering seven simple questions that will help create your future. So welcome back to Talking Teenage Life podcast. Today we'll be discussing question four, which is what do I want to do? Now, for a lot of teenagers, you might actually be listening to this podcast so you can help, it can help find out what you actually want to do. So Trevor, do you think this question is still almost relevant to teens who don't actually know what they want to do yet? Yes, I I think it is relevant. I think the most important thing when it comes to what do I want to do in life is to see it more like a journey than an exam question. I think a lot of the big questions, because we get so used to being trained for exams at school, we kind of almost treat career or future like an exam, and it isn't like an exam, it's a journey. So if you look at it like a journey, then uh, it doesn't matter that you don't know what you want to do. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Lots and lots of people don't know what they want to do. Um, And yet, I think people do know what they want at some level. And that's really what we want to try and pull out, I think, in in this question. Yeah. So some people might also think this related to question one, which is what do I love? Because they might love playing football, for example, which then means that they might want to have football as a career. How is this question different to the first one? The way to view the questions is like a jigsaw puzzle. Just to mix the kind of metaphors here, it's it's a jigsaw puzzle that builds towards a compass. So each question adds something to the whole. And the whole is a compass. Now, a compass, we've talked before, you hold out a compass because it tells you always very reliably where is north, what's the direction. And that's what we're looking for. As I say, is life is not an exam to pass. It's a journey to go on. So if you're going on a journey, you need a compass to help you to keep on at every point thinking, is it this direction or is it that direction? Should I go this way? Should I go that way? That's the reality of life. So what this question does is add another bit of that jigsaw that's building towards this compass that we're, uh, we're trying to, to build here. So I think question one looked at you know, what what do I love? What do I love doing? And that was much more around kind of heart, wasn't it? Much more, yeah, where is my heart? But whereas desire uh, is what's behind this question. You know, each question we've put a a word by, and the word I put by this one is the word desire. Because desire is, if I give a definition, it's a strong feeling of wanting something to happen. So if you're stuck thinking, well, I don't know what I want, first of all, don't worry, chill. It's totally normal that you don't know what you want. 
Um, another way of asking the same question is, what do I want to happen with my life? What kinds of directions do I want to be going in? Some people might say, well, what I want to happen is, let's say, I want to be work working abroad. Certainly one of my sons came home. He'd been to Africa when he was 14, 15, I think. And he came home and he said, Dad, I'm going to spend my life working in Africa. And he didn't know what he's going to be doing, didn't have a job, you know, but he just went, I want that. Yeah. Um, so there was that sense of desire. What do I want to happen with my life? So that's what we kind of need to start digging around, I think, with this particular question. Yeah. So this question might also seem quite hypothetical if we don't actually know how to get to where we want to be because we might have a idea like you mentioned with your son he wants to get a job working abroad in Africa but if he doesn't actually know how he's going to get that how can we still answer this question? Okay I, I think something's really important here is something happens in the human brain is we've got this part of us that is very good at knowing intuitively, imagining, desiring, loving, wanting. And then we've got this other part of our brain that's its almost like a sensor. And the sensor is driven by, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you're no good at that. Oh, you don't know how to do that. Oh, you haven't got the right exams for that. So we've got this sensor that kicks in very quickly. And I think we've Got if, there's, if we could do anything when we're looking at what do we want to do with our lives is watch out for that voice because it's the killer voice. It's the voice that's going to kill off you, the true you, the you that's here that's going to make a unique contribution with your life, with your particular gifts and abilities and personality. All of that's you, full of this life energy that wants to find expression in the world. And yet there's this voice in every one of it's in all of our heads in some way that says, nah, you can't do that. No, you'd be no good at that. No, you failed an exam at that. It's the censoring voice that will stop us. So I would say watch out for that voice that says, oh, you don't know how to do this. Oh, you want to do that particular job, but you don't know how to do that. Or you want to go and work in that particular industry, that particular sector, that particular thing you've seen or heard someone else do but you don't know how to get there and what it does is it it shuts us down and what I would say is it doesn't matter that you don't know that's quite normal and we'll look at that in some of the questions in the in you know the next few questions um, so you do know at some level and you will find a way and that's what we want to help you with to find a way but don't let that voice shut you down yeah, so are there any ways to be able to shut down that voice? Do you have any like advice on how to do that? The biggest thing is notice it. Notice it's that voice and notice that voice will never do you any good, ever. All right? It's, it's always going to say you can't, you shouldn't, you won't be able to. It's a limiting voice. It's a voice that comes from our, our fears. So spotting it, I think, uh, Rose, is, is really the the first thing and then call it what it is uh, okay I hear you but I'm just going to put you I'm going to put you to one side you know I hear what you're saying but I'm going to put you to one side because actually I believe the other voice which is the deeper voice in me 
like this acorn inside of me that's bursting to be an oak tree. I trust that voice more. Um, For some of us, this will be harder work than others. If some of us have grown up in very critical environments at home and not had any encouragement, not had any support, have only ever heard the negative voices, never heard the voices of uh, encouragement and praise, it's, it's much harder, I'll be honest. It is much harder. And that's why we need some friends, teachers, mentors around us who are like our cheer cheerleaders, cheer on team. We say, no, you can do this. I believe in you. I, I can see you can do this. Let's, um, let's find a way. There will be a way. So we need some people, I think. We need to find those people who will be that supportive voice. Yeah. So when answering this question, it can almost seem like quite final and it's almost, I would have thought like from just looking at the questions, maybe one of the last ones is almost like, once we finish the series, then this is almost what we answer once we found out what we want to do. So how how do we answer this question so it's not as definitive? I think I'd come back to what I said earlier, that it's we have to stop treating life like an exam. Everything within our system teaches us that. And and it just isn't. It just isn't an exam to pass. You know, we're here. You've you've already passed. You've been born. All right, you're here. That's it. That's the pass mark. You're on this planet with all of your uniqueness. So um, there's no exam to pass, just this journey to, uh, to go on. And, and I come back again to this idea of a compass. You're looking for a compass. You're looking for something that is going to really help you to make decisions when one possibility shuts down. Because I think that's one of the hardest things. You know, we say, I, I, let's say, I want to be an accountant. And then you fail your maths exam. And we go, oh, well, that's the end of that then, isn't it? Um, well, is it? Who said so? You know, that's that voice again that says you failed your maths exam. So we need to do some work around that want. And we'll talk next time about the why. You know, why do we want to do that? But rather than see what do I want as a really solid, I want to be an accountant. If I can't be an accountant, I can't be anything. See it as that bit of the jigsaw, another bit that helps us build this compass that will help us if we understand what this want is, that will help us navigate decisions. So let's take the want and I'll just play around with accountant because I've used that as an example. What's the want there? Well, we say it's to be an accountant. Well, is that what you want? Because I think very often, and we'll probably talk about this more next time as well, is we mix up what we want with, I'm going to call them solutions. Solutions is like a fixed answer. So being an accountant is a solution to a desire. The desire may be, I want to work with numbers. I love spreadsheets. I love what you can do in terms of shaping data. I love being in conversations with people who work out how we can use numbers to really make a difference in the world. So it was a guy called Hans Rosling, who was a statistician. 
and became world famous, if people ever get the chance to watch his TED Talks, for what he did with numbers. He was the one who said, stop looking at the world like we're not making progress. Here are the numbers. So um, here's how we're making progress. And he suddenly, with all his modern technology, made numbers fun and interesting and very inspiring, actually. So that's what I mean by what, what do we want to happen? What do we desire? That's different than I want to be an accountant. You see, that word I want to be accountant is a solution. But there may be many other solutions that really would fit you well beyond just being an accountant. Often the solutions, if you like, the job we come up with, the I wants, are simply from what we know. Now, if you've not been exposed, let's say you've been exposed in your life to, I don't know, 10 different career paths through people that you've met, people in your family, friends, friends, parents, whatever, things you've read about. Let's say 10. I'm probably a lot more, but we'll let's say 10. Yeah. Well, let's imagine there's actually 100 possibilities. Well, you say, well, I only know 10. Absolutely. The point is, well, how do you get to know the other 100? Because once you know the other 100, suddenly, yeah, accountant is one thing you might want, but there might be lots of other things you might want to do as, as well as being an accountant. The more we dig into it, you might say, actually, I've watched Hans Rosling's TED Talks and, wow, I want to be another Hans Rosling. I'd really love, you know, that's what I want to do. So I, I think we just, we need to look at what we want and we need to write it down in that notebook I encouraged everyone to do right at the beginning of this series. Write it down. It's another clue, but it's not the answer. Yeah. Okay, it's a clue. So it's like writing down a list of things that you want to do, like that you enjoy, that you think would be interesting as a career, and then almost going back through it and finding like the common denominator between them all. Yes, I think that's right. Because at the end of this series, when we've looked at seven questions, you are going to have a lot of information about yourself. And we'll talk about what, what you do with that when we get to the last week. But right now, don't look for final answers look for bits of the jigsaw and be prepared to come up with what I would call contradictory wants. You might say, actually, I do want to be a professional footballer and I want to be a doctor. Well, they're not exclusive. You know, one of the best rugby players ever, a guy called J.P.R. Williams, played for Wales. He was a doctor and he was a world-class rugby player. He did both. So there was no contradiction for him. He said, no, I want to do both those things. So he did both those things. So don't, don't again, let that censoring voice say, oh, well, you can't be a footballer and a doctor. Well, why not? Um, another example of that is Rosanna Khan is um, a member of parliament for um, Tooting in South London. But if you look at her story, I mean, it's a really interesting story, if you ever get the chance to listen to it, of someone who failed their A-levels badly but who'd always wanted to be a doctor. And she describes, um, so one place you can listen to that. So James O'Brien, the journalist, runs a podcast series and he interviews her. And so brilliant place to get her story. She describes the long journey she had to go on to get to the place where she's now actually a doctor. So guess what? She's still a doctor and she's a member of parliament. And she's highly experienced 
in humanitarian relief in the world's disaster situations. We said, well, hold on a minute. That's three things. And she said, yeah, I want, I want to make a difference in crisis places in the world. And I want to do and be a doctor because I think by being a doctor, I can contribute to that issue. And I want to be a member of parliament because I think I can influence policies around what goes on in the world. Well, that's three wants there, isn't it? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Don't shut down what you want because they're all clues. Yeah, so it's almost like don't limit what you have because there will always be other opportunities where you can almost achieve everything you want, really. Yes, and I think it's worth saying, Rose, as well, it's something really important about how the human brain functions. We have a conscious brain. If you imagine that's like a front room of a house, the conscious brain, which is what's in your mind right now. And, And then we have a less conscious and we could break that up a bit more but let's say a less than conscious brain which is a rich rich storehouse so if you imagine in the front part of your brain the conscious part of your brain there are between three and seven bars of gold but in the back room behind that front room there are millions okay it's really important to understand that about the brain so when people say what do you want to do we reach to the front room and there's a few things in there. And for some people, they might like we've said, they might say, I don't know. It doesn't matter that you don't know because in the back room, actually already lodged in your mind are a million gold bars. I mean, really, there is so much within the human brain that is totally unexplored. And so when, to me, when people say, I don't know, I said, fine that you don't know, but if you did know, what would there be? And what happens is you're almost playing a trick on your brain. What you're saying is, okay, brain, I've heard what you're saying in the front room. Let's go in the back room. And in there is all the possibilities of everyone that you've ever met, read, seen, experienced, you know, all the time you are watching and hearing and taking in everything that's going on around you. But all of that's stored in the back room. And it just needs a bit of help sometimes to be roaring into the front room yeah and hopefully this podcast will do that and achieve that and open the uh, back room um well as we draw to the end of this podcast one thing that i will definitely take away to remember to remember later on is like the idea of the compass and how there will be lots of things which might almost change our mind as we go along the path of life but there will always be like one Mm. sense of direction do you think there's any other like pieces of advice that you think we should pay almost like specific detail to? Well, let, let me give uh, what I think is a, a really useful tool, very practical in terms of what I want, is pick up a paper, go and buy a paper, a national paper. A lot of papers have got jobs sections. Um, so do that or go online and look at, just type in, you know, jobs and just read through the lists. And what you're going to do is just notice what happens in your own heart and mind. So as you read through the jobs, just notice the jobs where you go, oh, I hate that. And jobs where you say, oh, I want that. And write it down. Write down, or write down the ones you hate and write down the ones you love. 
Now, when you've done the ones got that list and just keep on doing it, do that for a few weeks. What you'll do is begin to see more and more just how many different sorts of jobs are out there. There are so many, many, many jobs um, that happen in the world that I never even knew about when I was 18. But so scan the papers, look at the websites. And when you then said, I want to do this, I want to do that, quite like to do that. That sounds really interesting. Make a note. What did I like about this job? So what was it I liked? So let's take Rosanna Khan. So she was offered the chance to go abroad at one point and do some humanitarian work. So what did she like about that job? Well, she'd always wanted to make a difference. She always wanted to work in difficult places to really help people who'd had a, a really tough start in life. What did she not like about that job? Well, she didn't want to be away from home that much all the time. She didn't want to just be in those difficult situations all the time. She wanted to do some other things. So make a note of what you like about what you see and make a note of what you don't like about what you see. Uh, and when you then write down what you don't like, flip it round and say, what's the opposite of the thing that I don't like? So I don't like working abroad for months and months on end. Well, what's the opposite of that? Well, the opposite would be um, maybe I'd work abroad a month or two a year, but most of the time I'd want to be in the UK. That's the opposite. So now we've got this, I want to do humanitarian work and I want to be mostly based in the UK doing it. So I've got two really helpful pieces of information under this question of I want. So I think it's something very practical that, um, that we can do for ourselves and maybe with a group of people. So oh, just, just hear yourself, listen to your heart when it kind of skips a beat and go, wow, I like that, sounds exciting, never heard of that one before. And like, well, oh, over my dead body, I'm never gonna do a job like that. Um, because your, your heart will tell you kind of when you're on track and when you're not off track. You know, one of the best bits of advice that I ever had is when you lose your joy, you've lost your way. So let that joy factor be kind of um, thermometer for you <laughs> yeah. when, you're, uh, when you're looking through all these adverts. And write everything down. I'm going to keep saying that because you're building up a picture. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure there's, there's so much information that we can all take from this. And I really hope that this question will also help those who don't necessarily know what they want to do is Trevor's shared lo lots of good advice for answering that question if you're not quite sure how um so thank you for listening today and we'll be back for the for discussing the next question on why do I want to do it <laughs> We hope you have enjoyed this episode and are able to take something useful from our conversation. Thank you for being a part of Talking Teenage Life and make sure to follow our socials. See you next time.